Hello, Kevin. Flow like a rushing water, flow like a raging wind, earth like roaring fire. Earth like Fire, like a mighty rushing wind. So you're my one desire. Mm. We welcome you in. Cause we're ready for you. We're ready for you. We're ready for you. Most people have no clue that in 2023, the best way to make money on Amazon is not with
What a beautiful song. Mark, did you want to greet us? Start us off? Yes. Yes. Hello. Good, good evening, everyone from the side. Uh, it's wonderful for us to be on today and to be looking into matters that are very essential, very relevant, and that have eternal ramifications for all of us in the things of God and in the realm of darkness, the things that we've been discussing in our personal chamber, in our personal chambers in our offices, down the road, in gatherings, whether online or uh, in person, I believe that these things are bringing great revolution to our hearts and our minds. And they are propping us, they are making us ready, they are pivoting us for greater action so we can step into the reality of becoming real economic powerhouses. This evening, um, our dear brother Kelvin is going to throw in all kinds of spanners, I believe, by the spirit and the grace of God upon him to drive us through uh, the balance of the hour and half. Um, I've been reading a book here, God and Money. I was telling somebody yesterday, I wake up every morning, I think about God and money. And I know that once you're with God, you treat human beings correctly. You get life accurately. The ministry, every other thing will be fine. And money is essential. So God bless you, friends. We need to work in financial power. We need to walk in the spirit. We need to walk in the principles of God. And I trust that the grace of the Lord will be with us this evening. That's just a very beautiful song. Uh, I think Zorina dropped it um, on me today when I was in prayer. And immediately I just put it up on the screen. I kept looking at it and praying um, this afternoon. So God bless Zorina for that I think we'll play it again and again. I, I I want all the juice in that song to come out. I want to become the song and all of that reality. Okay, Kelvin, over to you, sir. Thank you so much, Mark, for greeting us uh, with salutation and, and your blessings uh, here today on this conversation. I'm so grateful for everyone uh, for being on. Um, as Mark was talking to me a little earlier, we were talking about the significance of, of finances and, and, and why it's important. And so Mark has dedicated the rest of this year, if I understand, to deal with the issue of money. Now, I want to just go in its cleanest, purest form. We know that there have been abusers. We know that there have been people who have uh, misconstrued what the purpose of money is for. They have heaped it so much upon themselves. And so we have had bad examples of what it means to be empowered, to be a blessing. Several years ago, in one of our states here in the US, there was a sign on Miami Beach. The sign said, no, dogs or Jews allowed. Shortly thereafter, the Jews bought the beach. Um, that statement 
is what we're talking about, that there's so much wickedness and ungodliness going on all over the world. And I believe that God wants to talk to us and deal with us about this issue of finance so that we can really exercise the dominion. If you want a righteous culture, if you want a righteous neighborhood, we, God can bless us so much, we can buy neighborhoods, we can buy areas, we can buy, you know, and 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 be able to, to set up things the way that we, that the kingdom of God should be. And so um, I, I want to continue this thought um, this I could actually can thank Mark Ekbeko for for what I'm about to say because it happened inside of our conversation, a very brief conversation as he spoke with uh, Brenda and I. Um, it is found in Acts chapter three, and the Bible says here in Acts chapter three, verse number one. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple who seeing peter and john about to go into the temple asking for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look on us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. He Leaping up, stood, walked, and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Now, I want to really, I want to have a conversation. I would like to have a conversation. I open it up with scripture, but I have, a, I want to talk. I want to have a conversation because as uh, it came to me this, this afternoon, one of the uh, impediments is the fact that if we look at this man, we see a very ugly condition at a beautiful gate. The gate was called beautiful, but it was an ugly condition. I don't know what it is with the hands and the feet connection, but the hands and the feet connection robs us of our independence. This man could not, with his uh, ankles or, or whatever, could not, he had to be laid at the gate. Then there was a cup. So what this did was it, it isolated and it minimized his ability for resources. He could only make as much money as people had compassion on him. He could only be blessed to the extent that people show compassion upon him. His economy was affected because of his condition. Now, if I use this in a spiritual sense, the man with his inability to, to walk, we see that 
now, after the miracle, he leaped up and he stood. And he didn't go home. He went into the temple. He was leaping and he was praising God. So we see this man in a condition that we never knew what would happen until we read about it once he received his blessing, his, his hands and his feet received strength. His, his ankle bones, the Bible says his ankles and his feet received strength. What I'm saying you all is that in this condition, the man was limited in his ability to receive finances. He was at the mercy of being laid at the gate. When we look at uh, um, the gentleman who Jesus saw at the pool, I think it's in John chapter five, he was laying there for 38 years, waiting for the troubling of the pool, waiting for the water to get stirred up. And Jesus asked him, he said, do you want to be made well? The man was laying there. So something obviously was wrong with his legs. Something was going on for 38 years and Jesus told him to rise up and he took his bed. He was able to handle the bed. He was able to, to lift it up. He was able to move the bed. So even in that demonstration was an opportunity for him to be independent, to make money. To He was strong enough now to be independent and to do things. And so in the spiritual sense, in the spiritual sense, I really believe that there's a challenge upon God's people from the enemy to stifle creativity, to stifle one's ability to use their hands and to use their feet. The feet is meant for something beautiful. Remember the scripture says how beautiful are the feet of those who spread the gospel, who bring good news. So when we look at these two elements of the hand and the feet, the hand and the feet, they're very, very important. Um, the feet speaks to Authority, well, it speaks to, because I'm going back to this passage where it talks about um, every place. Yeah, here it is. The feet are symbolic of walking. It's symbolic of conduct. Feet on the earth and the sea. It represents formal possession. Every place that the, your sole of your seat, feet shall tread upon shall be yours. So we must be strong in our feet. We must be strong in our conduct. We must be strong to take possession, formal possession over territory. Um, these things you all um, are only coming to me right now. They're not, haven't been formulated. I haven't studied. These things are just raw material that have come to me as a result of these two dimensions. I hope you, you may be getting revelation more from it than, than even I, because I just thought about the issue of people in scripture who suffered in their hand and their feet dealt with uh, inability, like Peter's mother-in-law. She had was in her hand. She was, something was going on with her. And when Jesus healed her, she's got up and she just served. She served. So she, she was able to do the things that she would 
ordinarily do once she was made whole. So we look at this issue of hands. Hands are symbols of strength and power. Hands are symbols of action and possession. Hands being lifted up. The left hand, the right hand, all of these things the scripture talks about with the issue of the hand. So there is the hand and feet connection. When you and I have the ability to have our hands and our feet freed up, that's the thing that the enemy wants to do. If you notice um, with, um, I forget who this was. Oh yeah, I think it was uh, the Peter. Peter was in prison and they tied his hands and his feet. They had tied his hands and his feet because it was interesting because they didn't do anything to his eyes because that's the thing. You can, If your hands and your feet are tied, you can only see the blessing you can become. You can only see where you could go. You can't get there because there's no strength or no freedom inside of your hands and your feet. So I want to talk about this, you all, because we need finances. We need finances and we need finances, but we need a heart of love. We need a heart of compassion. We need a heart of stewardship because there are things that God wants to do through us, for us, things that he wants to demonstrate. And we need to have finances so that we can hear and obey. Um, so many times I've seen God's people have been on the outside, beautiful people, beautiful hearts and spirits, and they can only do so much like this man who was laid at the gate. He, he needed power. He needed strength. He needed independence. So now after we come to a place of having we 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 are we have it so that we can share. We have it so we can do the bidding of our Father. And I believe that those are the ones who God wants to raise up. I'm telling you, Brendan and I have been praying so much, and I thank God for Mark Ekbeko. I, I'm telling you, you all, um, he has stood with me and Brenda. I, I, it's hard for me to talk about it. Uh, without getting emotional, that's just the way I am. I, I just my heart is just so overflowing with gratitude. I lost a prophet in my life several years ago, and um, he spoke into my life and and spoke things. And he was he was a beautiful man, and he passed away. And um, and then God knew I needed to have someone like Mark Ekbeko, and I'm telling you, God gave me and Brenda a jewel. And I'm sure you all can attest to it as well. But Mark has stood with Brenda and I because we have been assaulted so many years having vision and having dreams and always through the finances. But I'm telling you, we have put pressure. Mark has come along and put pressure with us in prayer. And, and today, Brenda and I feel fortified. We feel fortified. Uh, we, we got, you know, and then... <laughs> Mark went and got some heavy artillery. It brings in Amazad Muhammad. It brings in Shoba Muhammad. It brings in and uh uh Ciara, uh, uh the, the baby girl. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I mean, we feel we are in a position to recover all. 
<laughs> we're in a position to recover all. And I'm telling you, we have to be able to see it, beloved. We have to be able to see that, you know, you may not feel a certain way about money. Yeah, 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 yes. We, it may, we may not be able to see like with money and thinking about those kind of things, but God wants to make us a channel, a pipeline through which his blessings and his love can flow to be available. We have people that have finances, but they don't have a heart for, for hurting people. They don't have a heart for the kingdom of God. So we, when we when God does something inside of our hearts, it doesn't matter how much he gets to us because we understand that what he gave us isn't ours. It all belongs to him, including ourselves. So it, we're willing to share. We're willing to give. We're willing to finance um, things that God has uh, given to men and women of God and in businesses and all of these things that we come alongside and bring strength and bring fortification and, and visions that have gotten stuck over time and have gotten limited over time can now have strength and, and can be more robust and can go in and can fulfill the mandate that God has given to you. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I, I want, I just opening this up friends and I would love to hear from you. I would love for us to talk about this. Some of you may not feel comfortable about money or talking about it or anything like that. Ask God to, to give you a heart, to be able to see from his perspective, ask God to give you eyes to be able to see from his perspective, a heart to be able to love for his uh, from his perspective so that we can aid and assist and build up in areas that he has called us to. So friends, we're opening up the conversation. We're, we're looking at, okay, oh, wow, we have some, we have some uh, comments here. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's see. Yes, Mark. The hands and feet condition robs us of our liberty. In this condition, the man, the hands and feet condition at the beautiful gate was um, was impeded from finances. He was impeded from finances. It attacks our capacity for innovations. Yes, feet, authority, something beautiful, conduct, walking, possession, formal possession over territory. Yes, hands, strength. These must be available. They cannot be tied down. They cannot be, be limited. Our hands are used for strength and power and possession and action. The example, when Peter's mother-in-law received healing, she arose and into action with her hands. I'm telling you, I mean, just thinking about these things makes me feel so good right now. Uh, and then uh, uh, Pastor Mark said, we uh, need to have finances, but we need the heart of love. We need the heart of love. And finance, uh, the financial condition can cripple the believer, people to the point where they can only do so much, only do so much. And, and uh, Sister Doreen chimes in, amen, 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 hallelujah. So this is our time, you all. You know, we're not, you know, we already have authority. When we move out of this limited realm, of problems, of difficulties, of pushback, of limitations. We have another option. We don't have to, to live in limitation. 
We don't have to live in lack. We don't have to live in shortage. All right. We can live in abundance and still maintain our love for the Lord. We can still live in abundance and still fall on the ground and, and worship God and adore him. And we, you know, I just don't subscribe to the fact that money has to change us. It doesn't have to change us. When we belong to God and we understand the purpose for him putting money into our hands, it's not to make us, you know, something in the earth. I, you know, and I, I realize that that's one of the reasons why God has to take us through processing and take us through, um, um, you know, our hearts being circumcised and our, our ears being circumcised that we become agents of his love and we become agents of sharing and caring and giving. So I'm asking today that the Lord would touch your heart to be a recipient. Ask God, Lord, make me a recipient. Make me one that uh, can, can have finances to come into my hands that I would not become a container, but I would become a, a reservoir. I would, would become someone that I can I can dispense. I can dispense. I can share it. I can I can pass it over because it all belongs to you. But you need someone in the earth that has a heart. You need someone in the earth that can listen, that can say, Lord, here I am. Send me, send me, send me. So we see so many people, so many people in the earth today that, you know, millions used to really, really be something, you all. They used to really be be something. Now people are really desiring to be billionaires, you know, and one man here in America gave this um, country singer uh, multi, multi millions of dollars and and she was so overtaken, she didn't know what to do. So she put up billboards, there's billboards here in Los Angeles where she's some kind of initiative she's using. And I'm saying, you know, Lord, here's a woman that was already rich. She really didn't need it, but he gave it to her and uh, the man gave it to her. And so I'm saying there are children, there are people who are hungry. There are people who need to be taught, um, you know, life skills, right? There are people who need help to be able to see uh, a better day for themselves. You know, 38 years, we're talking about this man, 38 years languishing. Look how much innovation that he missed out on. Um, and, and like Mark was saying, it gave a limited um, thing with this man at the beautiful gate. He was so limited. He was shaking, you know, you had to shake the little thing here. It's like, you know, whatever you can give me, please, whatever you can give me. And, and he was limited to what that one space right there. Even after he got healed, he wasn't, he, he was able to go past that spot on his own. And he went into the temple and limply limping up and he, Glorifying God. Oh, man, I just, just, I think about his independence and it makes my heart rejoice. I think about 38 years. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, listen, listen, you all. Um, I don't believe I'm talking to anyone on this call that is over 75 years old. And the reason why I said that is because God started Abraham's life at 75. He called him out of his father's house. He started his life all over again. And so what I'm saying is God can repurpose our lives. 
things that we never would have thought about ever doing, we can be able to do. Things we may not have even thought about um, accomplishing, we can accomplish the innovation that God wants to release, the, the uh, inventions that, that out of all of these years have never come to light, have never come to fruition because God is saving them for the righteous. He's saving these, these visions and these, these witty inventions, and he's saving these things for his people to be able to help the world and then take the finances and be able to share and to be able to, to give and to help those who are who have a heart for God and who have vision for ministry. So let's hear from you. Any thoughts on this? Anything that the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you regarding this issue of, of, of finances? What do you see inside of the man who was laying at the gate? What do you see about Peter's mother-in-law? What do you see about the man at the pool for 38 years? What do you see even around you? And what have been some of your experiences? Anyone? The mic is open. Thank you. Hey Kevin, I want to jump into this uh, quickly. There are so many things ringing on my mind. Um, I've taught this um, verses in a certain context, but the context in which you raise it um, as pertaining to empowerment, as uh, pertaining to becoming buoyant, becoming a resource, um, being freed from the clutches of that limitation, the conditions of um, the, the, the feet and hands. Um, it's just a short moment, but it's so ranging and loaded. Number one, um, in this man's condition, he was begging for little. But a miracle was enacted that brought him beyond little. And I think very often when we are in a certain situation or we've been in a prolonged place or we've been in a condition for a protracted period of time, what happens is the brain conditioning. The, naturally, the human brain accepts that this is the way it must go. And I think it is something we have to become very much aware of and um, and many of us would have arrived at a point where we have stopped dreaming. We are now settling and begging for just little. That is one of the things that um, strike me. And personally, I've been in a space for a while now, uh, and I'm telling myself I'm dreaming with God. I'm not giving up with. I'm not giving up. Uh, giving up on that child childlike faith and that passion and the the sight of possibilities and the great and lofty things that. I have, I believe that God will do and can do and will do. So I believe that many people arrive in this place where they just say, mm, that whole thing cannot happen. I am old now. That illustration, you, you, you interspersed a conversation with regarding Abraham at um, age 75, I can still have a new beginning. In fact, at 80, like Caleb, a dog's whelp, I can have passion reignited. And I think that looking at this man's condition, the one of the, the, the silent or the salient or the quietest thing that we see in a miracle is the restarting of life. 
where ligaments and joints and uh, tissues are all dead and there is no hope of walking again. One of the illustrations for walking, uh, uh, for feet, one of the illustrations of feet is purpose. Feet is symbolic of purpose, walking in purpose. This is a man who has just given up entirely regarding issues of purpose. And in this life, once there is no purpose, there's no reason to, to, to leave, then you are dead. Once you do not have a reason why you should leave, then you are dead. I think a songwriter says that you never know why you are alive until you have something to die for. That is called purpose. One of the beautiful songs, I think Messy Me uh, did a song and somewhere in one of their lyrics, it says, you never know why you are alive until you have something to die for. This man had a miracle that is restarted his life. Another quiet thing in that miracle is that this guy begins to dream again. Another thing that we see is that if this guy had had feet and hands all by himself previously, he couldn't have walked in a certain capacity that we can describe as glorifying God, the glory of God. The glory of God is more than a spooky thing we, we, we know and we talk about. Though it is part of it, the, the, the coming down, the manifestation, the presence of God, you can there can be smoke because God himself dwells in thick, dark and thick clouds um, of smoke and all of that. There can be smoke, there can be gold dust, there can be uh, uh, gold petals falling out of heaven. Um, but in one regard in the New Testament, in relation to the glory of God, and I'm just speaking these things because I find them to be some quiet, salient things that would have happened in this guy's life to bounce him back to the place of dreaming and innovation again. And these things, like restarting of life, praising God, which for me speaks of the glory of God. Um, in the New Testament, one, one of the words, is like God lays over you. Is 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 placed within the context in which a husband lays over the wife. Uh, the husband lays over the wife. So it is it is God prostrating Himself over over that man, and that man begins to smell like God. That man begins to give off uh, scent and fragrance. And uh, people's opinion of him is now shifted. Where they look at him, they actually see the act of God. The third thing within that contest is 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 just this uh, mind blowing thing of empowerment. Somebody who could not do, lift hands, walk, but suddenly he is so empowered instantaneously. I mean, please let's look at it. We can talk about. Oh, when a miracle happens, maybe you need to go back to school and all of that. Please, God is shifting shifting wealth. And in illustrating from this gentleman, 38 years by the gate called Beautiful, um, we are actually seeing a contest that is starting and he doesn't need permission from anybody. He doesn't need any three years degree. 
It doesn't need any uh, four months prepping up. That whole thing is like Zorina finding herself in IT capacity. And she wouldn't have dealt, had anything doing with that, but she's going to spearhead and run that thing. That thing is like hitting Kelvin and Brenda. And suddenly, things that have been held back for many, many years, they just break in in, in, in such explosive, glorious, confusing manner, embarrassing manner. This guy is so embarrassed. He comes so much into empowerment. And his empowerment that is leading him to innovation leads him to begin to showcase the glory of God to the wonderment of the world. I believe that is what scripture says that to the, to the instant that God will showcase the many faceted wisdom of himself through the church, through the ecclesia, through the ubiquitous people who are members and uh, of one another of the ecclesia going everywhere and displaying the glory of God. These things are one of the things that captivate me so powerfully. When I, I listen to you, Kelvin, talk, and I think of the story, and I observe in, in, in uh, right inside the canvas of my mind, I feel these are some of the powerful things happen. For example, Adam did not need any university degree. Adam didn't please just pay attention to this because we are talking about a grace that takes ordinary men and pushes them suddenly they become signs and wonders and indeed that is a sign and a wonder mark In are you there yes i'm here indeed that is a sign and a wonder Adam did not need any first degree. This is it. It was a very simple interaction with God. God breathed into Adam. Remember the illustration? And I pulled that illustration from Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, sorry, Philippians chapter 3. Where Paul talks about that I may know him. That word know expands into the issues of glory when studied carefully. God breathed into Adam. He laid over Adam. That is what it means. That is why Elijah would do the same to the little boy. Elijah would do the same to the little boy to bring that little boy to life, activate him, and bring instantaneous, powerful living. The guy can, from the place of death, suddenly enter into the place of eating, and all organs functioning and ready to, and all chemical components are in their right capacity in him to, to, to lay hold of food, churn it out, and get everything functioning instantaneously. Let's not follow the world order. We, even though it is okay, we might have to go for certain trainings and all, let's first of all step into the axis of power where simply God interacted with Adam. And God breathed into him. And then when Adam woke up, he said, Adam, this is the garden. You don't eat from this. This is life. Take care of it. Keep it and tend it. And then Adam begins to name animals. Adam begins to function literally like God. Adam begins to work like God. 
the breath of God, the speaking of God, the same word breath, the speaking of God, Peter spoke. There is a way we have to begin to relate to the grace of God within our environment. It can just change our lives completely. Lastly, um, regarding how we relate to the breath of God through the graces planted around us. Um, recently, I've been teaching, and I think I've done a part six already on um, equipped for the work of ministry. And in one of, in a number of my reviews, before speaking in our meetings, I am totally blown away by the, I don't know what word to use, by the seemingly, the uncompromised, the eternal fullness by which Christ have released grace into men to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, and all. And that grace is now transmitted into the life of believers and into the life of pastors, cross-pollination, teachers, cross-pollination, apostles, prophets, cross-pollination, to make us into an entity that is un unwavering, an entity that is enviable, that we step into the capacity to become a sign and wonder, showcasing God's wonderment in the heavens. So that is how come when I started off in introducing and welcoming everybody, I said, I believe we've been touching certain realities that have ramifications for the realms of God and the realm of the satanic to that, in, to, to that extent that the showcasing of our life, the showcasing of our business, the showcasing of our families, um, I pray that the spirit of the living God will breathe upon us and so that our lameness and so that our the deafness in our uh, hands will be broken so that we can come into the place of doing activity, execution, ability to carry a thing from one position and transport, transport it to another location and change the entire narrative completely. Lastly on that, God is empowering. Kelvin, thank you for this beautiful work. There are so many other things I would want to say, but um, I am not, in fact, I am not a preacher. Kelvin is. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Thank God you're not a preacher. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, you just stuck some internal, internal motors in me, and and I'm going to teach this word too. Uh, it's so much powerful. So much powerful. Thank you. Yes. You know, Mark, I think the, the thing that makes this beautiful about the fivefold is we go to uh, Ephesians 4 and 7. We must remember that the scripture says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. It's his gift. It's him. It's not us. It's his gift. It's the measure of his gift. So whether we're apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, it's a measure of his gift. So they're not titles. They are grace. They're, there's a measure of grace of Christ's gift given to us for us to function just as he would if he was here. So yeah, this is the measure of Christ's gift. It's not our own gift, it's his gift. So 
this is really, really beautiful. Isaac Muhammad, is, it's great to have you aboard with us. We're talking about um, things about, one of the things that was on Pastor Mark's heart was this issue of finances. And so he's dedicated his study, his prayer, and his energy toward, till the end of the year, about finances, that, that, that finances are released unto God's people because you can have an anointing, you can be a wonderful person, you can have dreams and visions, but they can never get off the ground or move forward or be empowered unless we have these things like money to move them forward. And so, uh, but our desire is to have the heart of God. Before we get the finances, let's get the heart of God so that once we do, we can do what the Father would have for us to do. And there won't be any question that it's not for us, it's meant to be used through us. Now, I will say this, you know, if if water runs through a hose, it's impossible for the water to run through a hose and the hose not get wet. So God would bless us too. We don't have to worry about that, but we don't make it a priority. We make his will, his word, the priority. And then uh, it's his desire that, that we become a house of glory. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. It just came to me about the issue of Solomon. His house of glory, the, the temple of Solomon and all of the glory. And, and here was a, a queen who came. Now, this wasn't a, just a common person. This was the queen who came to see a king. And with what she saw, her breath left her. Her breath left her. So she was used to opulence. She was used to, to having nice things. But when she saw it on the tier and on the level of what was happening with Solomon, because she could turn to Solomon's servants and see how well-dressed they were. And it testified of the goodness of God. She could look and see over here what Solomon had over here and, and it testified to God's goodness. And think about this, Solomon never asked for it. He just wanted wisdom. All he wanted was wisdom. He wanted wisdom to, to be over God's people, to, to judge fairly and to be able to, you know, that was inside of his heart. And God was so impressed with his heart. He said, Solomon, there will not be a king who will be richer than you forever. There will not be a king. You will have money and what money cannot buy. All of these things will come to you as a result of my, my, my word being performed through you. So it's just amazing. I mean, you know, this woman, Queen of Sheba, she saw, she knew, she knew what wealth was all about. She knew what prosperity was all about. But then when she saw it at the level of Solomon, she said, oh, the half has not been told. I can't even describe. So it was the house of order. It was a house of glory. It was a house of surplus. And it just wasn't about Solomon. Those that were around him, were, were 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 also expressions of, of this glory that um it was it was really really something to see so um somewhere i read something in the history that solomon's temple if we were to equate it to our money today would be 174 billion dollars billion 174 billion just in in solomon's temple alone just in his temple alone and so uh, we know that Solomon represents a, a house of glory, 
And we know that we've yet to get the glory, that his glory should be revealed in us. And I'm telling you, uh, precious saints, this is going to, it's going to have money included in it. The glory is going to have money included in it because um, it has to be, it has to be where there is no limitation for the believer as we walk the earth. No limitation, no limitation, no limitation in health, no limitation in finance, no limitation in uh, the care that we give for others, no limitation in any of those things. And we know that money can hinder and block the flow. Uh, if we're not careful, but I love what Mark said about, ooh, about the breath of God. Oh my goodness. When God breathed into Adam, uh, as, as our friend Andy said, he didn't have to learn his ABCs, right? He didn't have to learn his ABCs. And so God breathed intelligence at hand. And I'm going to tell you, I believe this with all my heart. The breath of God is still being breathed on us today. He's breathing into us health. He's breathing into us genius. He's breathing into us understanding and wisdom. He's breathing into us the know-how to operate as he would have for us inside of the earth. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you all, you know, we had this um, GPT, all of this, this artificial intelligence, all of these things, they're good. But I'm going to tell you, they're good. They're good in their place, but it has limitations. As good as it is, it has limitations. It can only tell you past to present. It can't tell you present to future. And that's what the Holy Spirit enables us to be able to do. He will show us things to come. GPT can't do that. Can't show you things to come. You can ask GPT, who's the next president's going to be? They don't really know. <laughs> but the heavenly father knows who's going to be next prime minister. Who's going to be, you know, the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. And so what I'm saying is we as believers have the inside track. We have the benefit. We have the upper hand. We really have the upper hand. We're seated in heavenly places with him far above principalities and powers. So we're not looking up at principalities and powers, we're looking down upon them because we're seated with him in heavenly places. So once we really embrace the fact and hold fast to the fact that we are not mere mortals, you and I are not mere mortals. We move things on this planet from the inside out. Where there are limitations, we serve a limitless God. Where there are hindrances, we know the Lord of the breakthrough. Oh, my goodness. Whew. Boy, I tell you, I mean, this stirs faith in our hearts to be able to know that we don't walk this earth without limitations that, that we cannot overcome. Um, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine that I reconnected with, and I was so glad to reconnect with him. He's got tremendous story of God's redemption and healing, and, and, and God is really working with him. There is a, uh, a program here, uh, here in the States. I don't know if, if you can see it in other, any other uh, countries or places, but it says America's Got Talent. And what happens is these people get up and they sing and they 
do their particular gifts and, and all those kind of things. You might be able to see it on YouTube or something like that. But here's the thing. This is what we talked about. Ordinary people, some of them with uh, limitations in their health, some of them with autism. And then when they begin to use their gift and begin to express their gift, something beautiful comes out of the brokenness. Something beautiful comes out of the limitation. Something beautiful comes out and it's not about them. They're not self-conscious. They're just giving away this, this beautiful gift that God has given to them. And people are touched and people are, sometimes they, they cry and some people are moved by the things that are given. And, and so uh, I saw one gentleman who was very, very, very clever. He played the piano and he was doing the difference between the way some people worship and the way the black people worship, okay? And it was really something that he was, he was doing and he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Then he did the, the black church and the American churches. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, you know. So, but I thought it was good with him doing comparison. He was able, I said, oh my goodness, this man has just given the gospel over live television. And people were laughing and clapping and things like that. So what am I saying? I'm saying that God put a treasure in an earthen vessel. So where they may be limited in hands, limited in feet, that this treasure in the earthen vessel brings forth the excellency of the power of God that shows us that it's not of us, but it's of him. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's just a beautiful thing to be open and available and say, Lord, listen, it's not about how I look. It's not about what I have, but what I have, like, like the gentleman said, Peter and, and the gentleman that was with him, it was, the man was at the uh, beautiful gate, such as we have, give us, give our unto you. Isn't there, isn't there some, some people at least had little arms that they could give, Peter. Peter and John, they didn't even have money to give him. He said, listen, hey man, we could do one better than that. We have, we can heal. We can bring healing to you. <laughs> we don't have money to put in your, in your little bowl, but we have healing for you. Man, you can get up and you can walk. And we, we, we we're able to give you empowerment. Oh my goodness. What a beautiful thing. How empowering that is. And I just pray today for you and I, that we would leave this call with a different perspective, not one of limitation, not one of uh, shaking a cup in front of someone and asking them if they would just have a little mercy, a little kindness on us. No, 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 no. We, we, I want us to leave this call today with the understanding that if we see a condition like that, we could say, I will lift you up in the name of Jesus, be healed, rise up and walk. This is what makes us the salt of the earth. This is what makes us the light inside of the world. This is, is what causes what creation is groaning for, the manifestation of the sons of God. That's you and I. That's you and I. The unveiling of the manifestation of the sons of God. 
those that can be sanctuary for the wounded, those that can be uh, a, a Samaritan house for those that uh, have been bruised and battered and beat up and, and become a place where they can receive healing. See, that, 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 that Samaritan, he had money. He had money. Oh, yeah. He said, listen, and credibility. He had credibility and he had money. And he said, listen, take care of this man. And, you know, when I come back to town, I will, I will take care of you. It's amazing. The Samaritan had credibility on his word. They bought the, the wounded man in and cared for him. And when he came back around, you know, he did what he said. Now, this is why we must have resources. And why it must be that we carry a good name in the earth. The Bible says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And we see that with the, with the Samaritan. He told the man, he said, listen, I'll be back. I'm, I'm coming back. And they said, oh, no problem. No problem. Whenever you come, we know you'll take care of it. He had credibility. But, you know, the, the Levite and the priest, they crossed the road and they did their thing because they had to make it to church on time. But we see something inside of this Samaritan who had compassion. This is why I said the heart of God is so important for us to be able to identify wounded people and not to feel like we're better than them, not to take a posture that looks down our nose at them, but, but with love, we reach out to them. With compassion, we reach out to them and we show the love of God. What did Jesus say? For one said, when I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. When I was hungry, you gave me food. I needed a place for shelter. You let me in. And these people, they didn't think they were doing it for Jesus. They did it because it was in their heart to do. They loved to do that. And it's, they were surprised to find out that Jesus said, no, 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 no. You remember when you did that? You did that for me. You did that for me. Yeah, you, you did that for me. Oh, boy. I tell you, may God raise us up to give him a heart that Give us a heart that when we when we see our brother and sister and maybe just someone in humanity that we can hear the Holy Spirit. When he tells us to give, we'll give. He may not always tell you to give. He may not always tell you, but we can, we can do, we can go where he would want for us to go and share what he wants us to share and to, and to follow uh, after him. So, um, yes, good to see you, Cass. Good to see you on, brother. I had a dream about you last night. And I'll share it with you a little bit later on. It was good. It was all good, brother. All good. Good to see you, Cass. Anyone? Um, Prophet. Anyone? Prophesy to Cass now. Oh. <laughs> yes. Hey. Let me. Cass. Let me just see one good or two. things. Good things, Cass. I was. I was embracing you, Cass. I'd seen you, and it was like a silhouette. And uh, I saw you, Cass, and. And and I just saw, um, we've never met in person, but the man that I was embracing was a man that had muscles and and, and that, that I yeah. saw spiritually, God that had configured you into broad shoulders, one that is able to carry weight. And I just, I embraced you and I was like, wow, Cass, you know, I just, you, you know, so that this, I really believe that in this dimension that God is reforming you and reshaping you and building you up so that you can become a man who covers not only just physically, 
but also spiritually. Also spiritually. I really see great things happening for you, Cassidy. I really, really do. Great things happening for you. Praise no, thank God. you. Thank you, man. I, I received that, and I, I thank you for that man, word. So good to hear your voice, man. So good yeah. to hear you. I'm glad you're here with us. Glad you're here with us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Cass, you, you, you're not confirming the word, how muscular you are, broad shoulder, full of muscle. You're not confirming all of it. <laughs> <laughs> because you I, what, man? Me, I've met you. I, I, I've embraced you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, thank y'all, man, very, very much for that encouraging word. Thank you so much. Oh, my. This is so beautiful. Let me just say one, two, three things. Maybe two, maybe two. Number one, in our political world, it is called currency, money, wealth, and the illustration concerning Solomon. In fact, last Saturday, I was talking to... Um, our leadership team, and we do this once a month. But this time I said, okay, once a month, it's not just going to be the leadership team. Everybody who is in the service should just endeavor one hour to be part of it when we finish the gathering. And after I finish, I never hammered on people dressing nicely and no, no, no. I just illustrated Solomon and um, the matters of the spirit of excellence exuding out of his wisdom and the arrangement of things, the issue of divine order and the glory of God and men coming to see and all of that formation. One of the gentlemen sent me a text message. He said, I am thinking. That night, he sent a message, I am thinking. I have to change the way I dress. I said, thank you. you I didn't tell you, go change the way you dress. I was talking about the spirit of excellence and the issues of divine order. But somebody realized that there has to be a reconfiguration. He says, I am thinking, a reconfiguration of the way he thinks about himself and, and all. In a nutshell, Solomon's wealth and wisdom impacted everybody that was around him and the people that worked for him. And to the extent that the, the Queen of Sheba will even be impacted as well. The thing is currency. It doesn't stick to our hands. If we understand the dynamics of currency, then more currency comes into our hands because it doesn't stick to us, the heart of love. And number two, we cannot overemphasize this, but let me say this. Finances, wealth, is so, so, so important that um, it cripples people's dreams and visions if it is not available, if it doesn't arrive within the right frame of time and people are not able to uphold the capacity to wait, dreams are killed. Dreams are curtailed. Um, we have this big project, but because we do not have that, we cut the project down into sizes to only achieve this and the other half or the others will never get to continue. It's so important that we have to begin to apply ourselves 
and realize it. The third thing is the matter of action. Again, back to the 38 years at the gate of beautiful. 38 years at the gate of beautiful. When the miracle happened, he got up limping, jumping, and weather walking and dancing and blessing God. There has to be some decisive action. It is very clear from what Kevin has shared why the enemy lays a siege on our hands, our ability to do, possess, have authority, have control, and our ability to walk, take authority, step into purpose, um, have formal possession of our territory. It is a fight to ensure that a dime does not come into your hand and empower you enough to buy the beach. When some people, I mean, I was amazed. We, nobody talked about that, but Kelvin started off talking about how some time ago at the beach it was written, no dog or Jew is allowed here. And a couple of weeks or something later, they bought the beach. So you come write whatever you want to write. They are not talking. You are shouting. They are buying you. We need to step into very greater capacity. I was, I was with a man of God a few weeks ago, a young, powerful, dynamic prophet in this country of ours with evident, evident, I mean, somebody who works in the prophetic um, as a as a reference to you seeing God, hearing God, where um, there's so much manifestation that God knows everything. And he was telling me that himself and another pastor belongs to a group. And the two of them are the most poorest in the group. We are not talking about prosperity gospel here. And he said inside the group are Muslims. Inside the group are other people from other religions. And he said the Muslims especially. And in fact, the others, the Muslims and the others. If you, in fact, he, he described how they are investing into young people to start all kinds of trades to take over financially. And I was having this conversation about money. And he said, no, we truly, he called one, he called his, his personal assistant. He said, come, come and listen to what um, the prophet is saying. If we do not have finances, we're going nowhere. Our children will not enter into certain places. Our ministries will not enter into certain places. Certain men we are supposed to meet, we'll never meet them. God bless us and heal our lameness and our dry hands. Kevin, I throw this back to you. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, those are my last comments. My last comments. You are the problem. <laughs> I pray not, Mark. I pray, I pray you have more to share with us. Is there anyone else? It's just beautiful. Beautiful on this call. The strengthening of our hands, the strengthening of our feet. That I just really, really believe that there is a there is creativity coming alive inside of us. Creativity, thoughts that cross, that that God wants to give us strength and strategy, but we have to really, really um let him take the lead on it and not let our minds talk us out of something because we are unfamiliar with it or we've never seen ourselves doing it. It is God who works in us 
the will and the do of his good pleasure. In him, we live, move, and have our being. And so I just really believe that God is releasing the creativity that has been lying dormant inside of us and opening up new vistas inside of our thinking to be able to see new possibilities and see ourselves in a different way. Not seeing ourselves as those that are carrying little cups, looking for arms, because the Lord wants to strengthen our hands and feet to be able to stand and to be able to be uh, one who can show compassion on someone else, who can help someone else. I mean, the man who was carried by his friends, four of his friends, beautiful, but he was at the mercy of his friends. And they came to, to where Jesus was. And I always say about this, this issue, this issue about the crowded house. The friends couldn't get there because uh, they couldn't get inside because the Pharisees had a front row seat. It's amazing how in all these places, the Pharisees get a front row seat. Jesus' critics, they get a front row seat. So uh, the congregation is so full, the church can't get through. So. So uh, thank God for these four friends whose friend could not walk. He could not walk. And Jesus, and they led them down to Jesus. They cut the roof off and they led them down to Jesus. How, how skillful that was. But, you know, it's beautiful how Jesus had compassion on this man. And, you know, the critics were there. How are you going to forgive sin? Jesus, how, who are you to forgive sin? And Jesus caught their thoughts and things like that. But they always had a front row seat. The Pharisees always had a front row seat to criticize. But Jesus healed this man. The Bible said when he saw their faith, talking about his friends, when he saw their faith, that would walk and carry their friend to get them to Jesus. I tell you, oh, what love. What compassion, what care that they would not stop, that the, everybody bared the load and, and held up to be able to bring their brother to Jesus. Because after walking, you know, getting him to Jesus, they had to raise him up. They needed a system to raise him up and then let him down. And so, yeah, the man got healed. I tell you what, he was able to walk back with his friends. That's for sure. They didn't have to carry him on. So there's something very empowering about our feet and our hands, the strength being restored. God wants to use us to spread the good news. He wants to use our hands to serve, not just Christians, but humanity, to serve humanity. That they're the ones that need to see the love of Christ. They need to see the love of Jesus. They need to see the power of God in demonstration. <laughs> one, of, one of Brenda's colleagues, he said, I mean, he's so precious. He he, he was, uh, you know, <laughs> he was really, they were getting on his nerve. He's worked so very hard. A uh, young guy in his 40s. And he um, was just telling Brenda, Brenda, you know, uh, uh, I want them to relist this house. And I want them to, and God has really shown favor. But he was just talking about people who messed him over. And, and so he was kind of upset about it. So he was talking to Brenda and he was just, Cursing, 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 cursing. All of these words, just cursing, cursing. And then Brenda said, well, Tyler, let's pray. And he just calmed down. He calmed all the way down. Brenda, let's, Brenda said, Tyler, let's just pray. And he prayed. 
<laughs> and it brought so much peace over him. It brought so much, you could just see, it brought so much peace over him. And then he turned around and prayed for Brenda. And he said, Lord, bless Brenda. I thank you for Brenda. And it's just so precious. What I'm saying, you all, is that, listen, the world needs to know the love of Christ. We They don't need judgment. All right. Jesus said this. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world. People love John 3.16. I love John 3.17 too. Because John 3.16 explains what he did. John 3.17 explains why he did it. He did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So I would rather be a friend to people first. And then when I introduce Jesus, they will willingly have him because they have first seen him through me. A lot of times we just want to fix people, fix people, fix people, fix them. You know, oh, you need to stop that drinking. You need to stop that smoking. You need to stop that, you know, and I grew up in that. I grew up in that. That's people that want to scale the fish before they catch them. <laughs> you know, but, you know, God never ascribed any human with the title of Holy Spirit Jr., right? <laughs> Holy Spirit Esquire. <laughs> no, no, no. He is the one that does the work. He's the one that changes the heart. He's the one that reveals the Father. He's the one, the Holy Spirit, that reveals the Son. Uh, Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to take a vine and he's going to show it to you. He's going to take a mind and show it to you. So beautiful, 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 beautiful. I thank God. Listen, God is going to move inside of your life. He is going to move inside of your sphere. People are going to feel the presence of God coming off of you. And they're going to know that there's something different, something different about you. It won't be, it won't be your words, even though your words will be powerful. It'll be the presence of God. They will sense that there's an upgrade, there's an upgraded human that is right next to me. That, you know, somebody, I mean, you, you're different. You're different. You're different. You are different. Yeah. So I just see great miracles on this call. I, I really, really do see God moving. Samuel, I see God moving. Isaac, I see God moving. Zarina, I see God moving. Cass, see God moving, man. Mark, I see God moving. Timmy, God's moving. God is moving. Those of you who are listening to this recording, God is moving. God is moving. You are all we want to do is cooperate with him, the balance of cooperation and staying out of his way. We want to cooperate. We want to stay out of his way. We don't want to beat the Holy Spirit to somewhere where he's trying to go. Yeah, so just so grateful. Thank you, Mark, for allowing us to be able to share in this time together. Uh, I just feel so much in my heart. I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to pray. Um, any thoughts, Mark, or any directions going on now? No, Kevin, I'm fine. Just okay. Go. Okay. Father, we thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit. Thank you for entering this conversation. Thank you for our lives, our health, and our strength. Thank you, Father. We love you. We love you. We thank you for first loving us. 
the kind of love that you have is that when we were without strength, you died for us. You made the first move. Your love made the first move. Hallelujah. Your love made the first move. And when we were in our trespasses, when we were in our sin, you saw life. You saw light in us. You saw us for who we could be. And now, Lord, you've raised us up and you've made us examples. We thank you for our families and thank you for the favor that you've given to us. Thank you, Father, for the opportunities that we will come, Lord, that we will listen to you, that when we have the tendency to be hasty, that we would slow down, as Mark would always say, slow down to the speed of God, that we would realize that you will not allow us to miss out on anything. We don't have to push our way. We don't have to shove our way. We don't have to draw attention to ourselves because your light, Isaiah 60, will be seen upon us. Father, I thank you that everyone on this call and those listening will enter into your rest, into your divine rest, that we will rest in you, that we would cease from our labor and we would rest in you. Thank you for the peace that garrisons our mind. It's the peace of God that keeps us and leads and guides us. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Well, Zarina, uh, I hear wedding bells. I, you know, I don't know if it's appropriate to say. Uh, it's nothing, nothing that uh, that you will have to do. But I hear wedding bells that it's coming a time that God's going to unite you with a man of God that is so so. I mean, it'll be a match made in heaven. Literally, it'll be a match made in heaven. So, uh, yeah, I hear wedding bells. <laughs> Praise God for that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Woo! Yes, yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. We praise you, Father. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Isaac, I've never met you, sir, but I see a mighty, mighty soldier. I see a soldier. I don't know. I've never met you, sir. I see a soldier standing before me, a polished soldier, one who is disciplined, one who is sharp one that has been processed, one that has a straight back, one that stands upright. God, God has done this. God has done this and is doing this for you, sir. I just see God doing mighty work inside of you. Isaac, I tell you, you're a soldier, man. You're a soldier. I'm God style, not, not through a military per se, but I see God's hand upon you, Isaac. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Your name in Hebrew, I believe, 
uh, is, is, is laughter. But I'm telling this ain't no laughing matter, man. You are a mighty man of God. I see a soldier, God, shaping you and sharpening you and, and, and molding and making you who he would have you to be, a mighty soldier in God. And I see such a spirit of prayer in you, such a spirit of prayer that's going to come up. Oh, boy. I see. I, I just sense God's ear being very close to you, Isaac. Very, very close. When God hears from you, it, it touches touches his heart. His Your voice, your voice, your voice, it, 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 it touches the Father's heart. So I'm going to encourage you to keep talking to him. Keep talking to him. Keep talking to him, Isaac. I see a mighty soldier inside of you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark, do you know Samuel Asari? Yes, you know I Samuel? do. Yes, I do. Is, is, he, is he a member of your church? Yes, Samuel is my nephew. Is he nephew or niece? I don't I keep struggling with the two. Oh. Somebody said, oh. let, let my he he be she she and my she she be he. <laughs> <laughs> oh, praise God. Yeah, Samuel, Samuel, I feel. The grace of God upon Samuel. I see. I don't know. I see the grace of God upon Samuel. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I don't know if Samuel is doing any kind of business. I don't know if Samuel does any kind of business, but I just see business around Samuel. I don't know if God wants to raise up business through Samuel or if he wants him to build a business and pass it off. I don't know. But I just see business, uh, a real ethical business. Samuel inside of a real ethical, ethical business, really um, carrying a great deal of high ethics and morals and values. And I just see even people who will be willing to pay a little bit more just to do business with Samuel because their heart trusts him. The heart trusts Samuel. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just to com confirm something, that is a very accurate word. Some, someone, do someone is not doing business right now. Well, maybe, I don't know, he's doing something in the background, I don't know, but someone is in school. However, when you were speaking, I clearly heard the Lord talking to me about the stealing in his heart, someone's heart, the world of business. So that's a very accurate and powerful word. And in in my encounter, I was I was kind of anticipating that he will have that nudging himself that ah I, I I need to start something with what I've heard today. I need to just start some business and and not wait till I am employed by somebody. It, that was a level of experience around me, and so uh, I believe that is a very very powerful and accurate word. Someone, if you take this up, praying to rechase it, and you become multi-multi like uh, Daniel, like Joseph, where your hands, he's an engineering student in his final semester. Um, is, it, is it mechanical engineering? Your hands will be in the world of mechanical engineering. Your hands will be in the world of business. And uh, you'll be doing a lot of import and exporting and especially important bringing all kinds of stuff so god bless you kevin uh over to you that is just to confirm mm. what you just mm. i want to say to timmy timmy 
July 13th is today. I don't know if it's still July 13th where you are, but Temi, for July 13th of next year, it will be on a Saturday. It'll be the second Saturday in July. It will be the second Saturday in July, July 13th. From this day to that day, we will see a different Temi. You will have a testimony, Temi. We won't even we won't even recognize you, Temi. It, you'll be a different Timmy. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I see great rejoicing over you, Timmy. I see the garment of praise coming up over you for the spirit of heaviness. God is going to bring order. God is going to bring peace. God is going to bring hope and joy to you. Timmy, July 13th, within one year's time, within that year, we're going to see a different Timmy. I'm just rejoicing. I'm rejoicing with you. So don't lose heart, Timmy. Don't become discouraged. Keep the joy set before you. God has great and mighty things for you. Praise God. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. I see miracles in your family, Cass. I see God working miracles in your family where your voice could not get to. The spirit of God is going to get there. I, I, I speak rest over you. I speak rest over you. You've tried so hard. You've tried to make it happen. You tried to make it work. And it was a good effort. It was a good effort. I mean, you did what any, any good father would do, any good man would do. And you you paid money. You've done this. You've done that. But, oh, Cass, I just see God bringing you into a rest. And you're going to be like, oh, my goodness. I wish I could have done this a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful things. I Father, I thank you for your people. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your mighty hand. Holy Spirit, we thank you for visiting us today. We love you. We honor you. We give you highest regard. In you, we live, move, and have our being. Thank you for our dear friend, Mark. Thank you for his family. Thank you, Father, that they, they, they move and settled in. Father, I thank you for this would be a season of establishment and a season of settling, a season, a season where this man of God will sit as a king, as sit as a king, authority, authority, dominion and authority. I thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you. You've raised him up to be a mighty man of God. I thank you, Father for his heart coming after you like the heart of David. I thank you, Father. Lord, now that you've made room, <laughs> they will be fruitful in the land. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. This has been so beautiful a meeting. And I want to say thank you to everyone who made it. And to you who is listening to this piece. Kelvin, God bless you for the positioning. This is rich. I'm going to do my best by morning. This will be uploaded to uh, podcasts, YouTube, wherever, wherever. Uh, just do well to catch it again because there's so much that is layered in, the, in this. There's so much that is buried in this. We need to catch what God is saying without actually voicing it out. We need to hear him.
Thank you, friends. God bless you. We want to call it a good evening. I have enjoyed it. And I trust you have to. Some of God bless you for being on. That's huge effort. God bless you. Timmy, God bless you. Zarina, God bless you. Isaac, God bless you. God is still working. My wife, one of my wife's favorite songs is God, he will work it out. God will work it out. Something like that. She's loved to sing it with Pinky a lot. <laughs> God bless you all. And he's working it out. And it will happen. Thank you. Have a good one. Have a blessed one. When you receive this, share it. Let it bless somebody too. Thank you. It's bye-bye for now.